I hear now in the field that many of you would like to hear more about the founder beings and I'm happy to talk about this and share. As always, take what's useful and leave the rest without judgment. So the founder beings, there were 12 of them, all came into beingness, into existence at the same time and coming from the same source, if you will. And you may have various mental models for what is the nature of that source. Uh, and these are all absolutely fine and all welcome and all useful as long as they are focused on expressing and expanding love and care for others. So the 12 founder beings came into light form first. There was no matter. And they were in these light being form. Uh, and if you are interested in human science, um, I would direct you to the uh, human science concept of primordial cosmic magnetism as a uh, fun uh, new concept in human science to spark some of the thinking around this. So these 12 different unique expressions of that source, creation, love, divinity, again, whatever mental model you want, uh, were sort of in this, just in this light form as a unique self for the first time. And so then this creates interaction opportunity between the 12 different founder beings, as well as for, from each of them back to, if you will, source. So this is very fun, many fun things occurring, of course, and just very delightful um, to be able to have this differentiation uh, and different experiences. Um, I think of these sometimes, these are the first selves, the first times that there is a self in the creation through any and all of the universes. So then uh, these first light beings, these founder beings, uh, learned how to create matter. And the first material things that they created were stars. Because isn't that exactly what you would create in their shoes? <laughs> what could be more delightful than stars? And they created stars with just this almost nearly infinite level of complexity. And the stars then contained all of the material building blocks that they needed to create other material things, such as galaxies and universes and planets, etc. So those of us who are called to the stars in various ways um, are expressing some of that origin. So one thing that occurred as a, an unplanned or accidental byproduct of engaging in the acts of creation um, was the creation of fear. 
also the creation of time. These things happened as part of this kind of, if you will, fractalization and then unique um, shaping um, into these 12 founder beings, 12 light beings of the source of divinity, of the, the core essence of everything, of the all of all. And so because by definition, there was a time when these beings did not exist and there was a time when the things they created, the stars did not exist and the other things that they created did not exist and then they created those things and they loved them and then there was a sense of before and after and so thus time popped into existence. And time was a very fun thing and is a very fun thing. It is only at these incredibly intense densities that Earth has been in, that the humans have been in, that time is a restrictive, obnoxious, annoying, you know, your worst fascist dictator, you know, <laughs> that you could ever imagine. Uh, it is only here uh, at that level of existence that time sucks. Time is a beaautiful, fun, delightful plaything. And when you develop the capacity to hold and contain within you more and more light, time becomes more of a fun plaything. And um, so when we talk about time doesn't exist or time is an illusion, mm, it's, it's not exactly an illusion. Um, and it does exist. It's more to be playful with, right? Um, and it also does not dictate that it does not restrict access to other experiences. And so this is when people say time is an illusion and that you can sort of access everything all at once. Um, this is absolutely true, uh, it, but it's not a function of time that we don't have that experience as part of our day-to-day. -day. So that is another topic for another day. So, uh, but fear was also created because of uh, the love that was experienced for their creations. There was then the idea occurred and was spontaneously created, oh, what if something happened? Or mm, what if a time came when this did not exist? And not wanting that to occur and being fearful of that occurring introduced fear. So it's very important as we, as in our human expressions, embodied expressions of our cosmic selves, that we understand fear for what it is. That at its original point, it was a byproduct of love. It was not some big dark thing. It was not uh, some evil. It was just a byproduct of creation and of love. And when you can bring that awareness into your human experience, it makes it easier both to identify those stimuli that are generating or catalyzing fear, um, whether they are external or internal stimuli, and to also soften and also turn away from those pieces. So back to the founder beings. So 
The 12 founder beings created everything and they created other planets, other galaxies, other stars, other realms, everything. Their um, uh, explorations and playfulness and creations uh, at the different intersections of light and matter, of energy and matter, created the 12 dimensions. And the 12 dimensions all exist simultaneously, all are here, for example, on Earth and available on Earth, but beings that are designed or currently residing at a particular ratio of matter to energy, therefore only have certain access to certain dimensionality. And moving across the dimensions can be extraordinarily difficult when there is not um, proximity. However, that does not mean that you cannot have communication in your human form with beings of other dimensions. Absolutely. Happening all the time. The, so the founder beings we can think of as coming from and being of the 12th dimension, which also was sort of the first dimension, but easier to think of it as the 12th dimension. And you can think of these different dimensions as coming into existence as the founders played with more matter um, and sort of unfurling, but not in a linear fashion. Nothing is linear. <laughs> Linearity is a function of uh, high density, the lower dimensions. Uh, uh, so, and tied very much to, you know, the, the expression of time. In different dimensions as I talked about earlier so the so the founder beings um, one of the things that they created was earth and they created earth with very specific intentionality for its journey for its opportunity to experience and grow and go through different pieces and so we have different in our human knowledge we have different um, myths and stories about you know different ways in which earth has expressed herself um, and uh, and those uh, can be beautiful and wherever you feel a sense of truth a, a connection a nugget of this is real just enjoy it it doesn't need to be proven it doesn't there's no need for that um, and so where you experience a sense of contradiction between oh this is my belief system and this myth or story feels true but it doesn't align with my belief system take that as an opportunity to update your belief system our belief systems that we create while in these very high density 3d bodies that we came into are going to be dramatically limited we are all just poking little holes into a gigantic black curtain that that exists between our 3D experience and the light and truth uh, of the all of all on the other side. And then putting our eyeballs up to those little holes and trying to see what we can see through it. <laughs> Take what's useful, leave the rest without judgment about everything. 
Tomorrow, something not useful today may suddenly become useful. Tomorrow, something useful today may no longer be useful. This is just part of the fun process. So the beings that came to support the creation of Earth. Earth was birthed from one of these founder beings, but that creation process was supported by all 12. And it was then determined, many light beings then chose to come and be part of Earth and exist within the various expressions of the 12 dimensions um, on Earth as Earth moved through its own evolution. And so some of those beings that chose to come and be with Earth understood that while they would be also creating things on Earth, there would come a time in Earth's evolution when it would become so dense that it would be impossible for them to leave for a period. And so some of them chose to leave before that occurred, and some of them chose to stay. And now with the Founder Codes being fully uh, opened and available now here uh, on this current iteration and place along the, the Earth evolutionary trajectory, all of those beings are now free to go wherever they want to again. And they will make their decisions about what they want to do. And some may choose to come and go, and some may choose to just simply go, and some may choose to just simply stay. This is just evidence of the free will that all humans also have. All beings have this free will. So, this evolutionary leap, supported by the seven founders that chose to embed their energetics within human form so that they could essentially provide the ground support to the uh, cosmic side <laughs> uh, are now opening more and more. Very fun. So some of you will want to, I hear, some of you are saying, oh, tie this to the galactics. Mm, there is some of that I can do and some of that that I feel to be not useful. So um, the seven founder beings were not all Pleiadian. This is a story that is shared around uh, in the human uh, communities. And uh, where it is useful to you, great. There is nothing wrong with that story. It's just simply not accurate. So, um, but there is a pleasing symmetry to the idea of the Pleiadian seven stars and seven sisters, etc., that gets talked about in mythology. And this is the human biology attempting to make order out of received information that is bigger than its kind of brain capacity to process fully. So we got the seven founder beings correct, but they're not uh, exclusively associated to one um, galactic system, uh, nor are they all female in nature. In fact, the founder beings are not gendered or uh, have any 
you know, they are not, they, they, they contain within them all of the masculine and feminine and every permutation, com combination um, of those in sacred union are available to them. So, um, the different galactic races, if you will, or, or planetary systems, galactic systems, um, their kind of cosmology and timelines is not something that I'm uh, uh, bringing in to share at this time because it's not useful. We really are encouraged at this time to be very focused on our beautiful earth, that this is where our attention should be, and that much of our kind of magic developments um, or uh, kind of light and energetic arts and technology developments within our individual selves will be well served to ground as much as possible within what I think of as earthen magics. So really connecting into the different magics that exist within Earth and expressing those um, through your human experience will be a very grounding, supporting to your root system process. And this can be as simple as just making sure that you get yourself into nature and connect to nature as often as possible. Um, it does not have to be about, you know, going into any arcane or esoteric practices. Although if any of these call you and are delightful to you and expanding to your sense of your light within, then by all means, enjoy and have fun. Okay, so I hope that this additional information about the founder beings has been um, fun and um, enlivening to your spirit and helping you to feel a lightness of being and a uh, almost like a slightly lighter gravitational experience where you feel that you can kind of bounce around and dance lightly across the earth and not be quite so gripped by the 3D version of gravity. Um, and so I hope that you enjoy that experience and encourage that experience for your body and call in from other lifetime experiences those uh, easy default habits of being um, that support your body to be in that experience as much as possible. And by habits, I'm talking about, you know, things like what do I like to eat and how do I like to move? You know, those kinds of habits I feel are um, in terms of supports of the biology. There has been so much difficulty and hardship for the humans to develop and um, uh, and stick to habits that support the wellness of the biology because of the great prevalence um, on the earth plane of fear and of great density and the way in which time then is a very sort of strict um, you know fascist sort of uh, dictator controlling um, the kind of the mind energy and so these lighten now and instead of having to uh, use a linear um, approach to the development of new habits, I encourage you to simply call them in from other experiences that your beingness uh, is aware of and let your human expand its willingness 
to open and receive that information and understand it as encoding within your cellular structure using that bioelectrical dis, dis, uh, distributed non-centralized mechanism that is not something that your brain needs to be focusing on. In fact, the more you try to focus your brain on this right now, the harder it will be. Okay. Hmm. So have fun with this. Enjoy and I love you.